What's up, people? You are now listening to, as far as I'm concerned, I'm your boy Reese Ross is sitting across the table from me. I got Charlie Trent sitting over there. Charlie, how you doing today, man? Uh, you know, I'm fucking awake. <laughs> I hear you. It still seems super early in the day. How you been doing, man? Awake is about as good as it's been. <laughs> you know, going to work every fucking day. That's about it. Yeah, I agree completely. Charlie, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because on one of the episodes I did uh, where I was reading uh, listener emails, I had quite a few situations where someone, I think there was a lesbian couple that had some questions. I had somebody wanting to know when and how the right time to come out for them was and so on and so forth. As promised, I couldn't answer those. I could answer those questions, but I couldn't answer those questions with any experience. Right. So I decided to bring you on to give a little insight to that particular thing. And then we'll get your thoughts on some other things, too. So the first question that we'll start with anyway is the one I just mentioned where somebody was asking they weren't sure how to come out to their parents and friends. And again, like I said, I couldn't really answer that question because I don't know. Yeah, we don't exactly live in a society where you got to come out as straight. I mean, maybe to all your gay friends, you'll disappoint those guys. But uh, it's uh, unfortunately, it's a complicated question with an equally complicated answer that everyone thinks is simple. Well, let's start it with this. Let's let's start with you. That would be the easiest way. How that process work for you as far as, let's say, start from when you knew yourself and kind of go from there? Well, my uh, my relationship with coming out of the closet uh, was kind of interesting because I'd say around the age of like nine or ten, uh, I started realizing that I thought guys were attractive too. And then uh, I'd make little comments here and there, but I never thought much of it until all the other kids were like, yeah, it's, guys don't fucking like guys like that. Why are you noticing shit like that? So I went like out of the closet. And then immediately back into the closet <laughs> because like, oh, okay, this is weird. I shouldn't do this. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Uh, and then my actual coming out of the closet long-term was a big gotcha for everybody because I was dating this girl in high school and partway through our relationship, they went, okay, I got a secret to tell you. I'm actually trans. I want to transition from being a woman to a man. So very suddenly my first girlfriend was my first boyfriend and I had some <laughs> fucking explaining to do. As soon as people were like, why don't you break up with them? I was like, well, it doesn't really matter. And the cat was out of the bag. Now, I, I got a question, and I've mentioned this a couple times, but if I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what all the letters mean, because this seems like every month there's a new letter. And I do not know what all of them mean, so I'm going to put it on you to clarify, because I don't know. And I'm, you know, I'm willing to bet there's other people that don't know, too. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. There's people in the community, quote unquote, uh, that, that don't even agree on what the letters should be. That should be enough to tell you that it's too many letters. Right. Uh, for, for a long time, it was just LGBTQ. And it was simple because it was lesbian, gay, bi, trans, and queer. And queer just stands for somewhere in the community, but you're not sure where or you don't want to identify yourself. So, like, if you're trans, but you don't want to come out as trans, you would just say that you're queer. All right. But all of the other like subcategories that people talk about nowadays, like pansexual, asexual, all that stuff got lumped into queer. And the reason they kept adding letters, which is why a lot of us just say LGBTQ+, because we don't want to remember all the fucking letters either, is uh, people felt like the, the smaller identities, the less common ones like asexual and gender neutral and stuff, didn't really get a lot of attention. 
they felt like they were getting lumped under an umbrella term and everyone didn't really have to care about them. So what's the difference? And me and somebody else was talking about this. What's the difference between gay and queer? So for a lot of people, queer is just like the catch-all term. And the best way I can explain it is a lot of people that have black pride, they've got subcategories like I've got African pride or I've got Egyptian pride. You know, they're culturally they're from wherever they're from. But when they come together as a group, they just say, we have black pride. We're all black people. We all, you know, deal with these kinds of minority problems that, unfortunately, our country has become very well known for, especially in the last four years. And that's kind of how queer works for the gay community is just you're identifying that you're somewhere in there. You're not necessarily saying what. And it's easier for people that don't necessarily want to come out directly to their parents Or people that don't want everyone to know their business. So queer is like your blanket term of saying, hey, I'm not straight, but you don't know what I am. All right. I guess it makes sense. It's not something you really think about until it's put in front of you. Like, why why would anybody want to say, hey, I'm queer, but then not say why? And the honest answer is just in some places where you can live, it's safer. For me, for somebody that's not in that community, I still thought queer was still a derogatory term versus kind of in the mix with the rest of the stuff now. Hey, look, you're living the same life I am in regards (laughs) to that. Uh, when, when people call me queer, my first response is to be insulted by it because I haven't really adjusted to it meaning that. And the explanation I got from older people in the community was that what I just told you was the original usage that the gay community adopted to make it not be derogatory. Right. But then people made it derogatory again, so it's kind of an outstanding war. And there are still people in the community that hate it. So it's not exactly agreed upon, but that's the general usage you'll see it as. Well, good. I'm glad you're enlightening on that because <laughs> I had zero idea. Now, I know that a while ago, me and you had a, a debate back when the uh, gender neutral bathroom thing was in the forefront of the news. Yeah. Man, but it's hard to think that that's a now couple it years seems, now. Yeah, it's been a couple of years, but now it seems like, to me, it seems like that got pushed aside. It's definitely not in the front like it used to be. Yeah. Um, I think, you like with all things, you have two reasons. Uh, on the gay side of things, on the queer side of things, it stopped being an issue because places basically made it clear either we will accommodate you or we won't. Right. So regardless of which side it's settled on, People knew, okay, well, we're not going to be able to push this any further. Right. So, like, you go down to parts of Texas, for example. The parts of Texas that aren't ever going to do that have made it clear we're never going to do that. And so it's become kind of a background issue. I think when we had that little debate, my main argument was it wouldn't work out the way that it sounds on paper when you're saying it. As nothing ever does. Right. Because my first thought was, okay, if you're a woman and you go into a men's bathroom with a bunch of guys— People are going to say some shit. Yeah. Well, say, and eventually somebody's going to do something. Right. And And I I think that was most people, even on the LGBT side, that was most people's fear is you have a person, whether they're transitioning to male or not, they look like a girl. They talk like a a girl. girl. (laughs) And somebody that's going to sexually assault you, that's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Well, not even sexually assault because you still have people that they just don't have the tolerance for it. So you're a girl in a guy's bathroom or and a guy you're going to get cussed out or you're going to get beat up. It's kind of like same thing with the uh, transgender in sport. Now, yeah, no one's ever going to agree on that. Yeah. No, that, matter, no matter how you do it, it's always going to be split. To me, that's not fair. <laughs> that's, that's not fair. If you got if you got a guy that's 
uh, I guess, transition to a woman or identifying as a woman competing in women's sports, that's that's never going to work out. Right, because as much as people don't like to talk about it, socially it doesn't really matter. But physically speaking, humans are a divergent species, okay? There is a physiological difference right down to stamina, hearts, and lungs between a man and a woman. Right. And unless someone's been transitioning for a long time, a large portion of those differences stay in play. So if you've got someone, in my opinion, you'd have to find somewhere to draw the line, like make a official number of years. But if you've got someone who's been transitioning from male to female long enough, and if they started early enough, they'll be physically almost indistinguishable from a woman as far as their ability to compete. But if you have someone that just says, hey, I identify as a woman, but they're still in every way, shape, a man, including not having their uh, hormone therapy, you now have a guy with guy traits wrestling women. Doesn't it just make it easier for people to use that excuse about everything like I, I think i said this on another podcast where you know i can just start can it, carrying the ar-15 around to say i identified as pepper spray right <laughs> and there's my excuse to be able to shoot you and be like well i didn't shoot him because that was pepper spray and that's how i identify <laughs> see that and that's exactly the kind of as much as people started making it jokes to troll the trans community that's one of the things you have to deal with is that slippery slope is a thing yeah, it became definitely. it became an argumentative cliche for a reason because it's true. And while I believe that everyone has the right to be treated as whatever gender they want to be, and be called that, and even like on their license identify as that, when you come down to things where what gender you are or were originally matters, you're gonna have to acknowledge the fact that you were that gender at some point. And see, I'm and, the and same you're also way. opening the door for like medical conditions, for example. Okay, if you're gonna transition. There are certain medical conditions and certain medicines that affect men and women differently. Right. So it, if your ID is going to say the gender you represent yourself as, there still needs to be a marker on there somewhere that says what gender you were. In my opinion, if you're going to go that far, because that's going to affect how people treat you. Right. Now, it, it doesn't have to be maybe on your ID, but it definitely has to be in your medical records. You know, this person has all the physiological traits of a man. Don't give them female-oriented medications. But wouldn't it... and. I, I'm the same way where I just accept people for what they are. As long as you act the way you're supposed to act and you're not an asshole about it, which I am, but still. Well, yeah. um, but wouldn't it be easier as far as transgender is concerned? Wouldn't it be easier to create a category for transgender to with sports in general? Right. To compete where that's what that entire league is of whatever sport it is versus a man identifying as a woman competing with men. women or, with men, or yeah. men or whatever. Way. Exactly. But wouldn't it be easier just to create a category that's specifically for them? Kind of like the Olympics and then you have the Special Olympics. Yeah. Well, there's a reason for that because – They don't compete on an equal playing field. Right. There's a, there's I, some variation of their physical abilities or mental abilities that means that they would not be able to compete under right. normal – circumstances and it just seems like to me that would be an easier way well it's definitely a catch-all to avoid people arguing against it absolutely because then can't nobody say nothing yeah. about it honestly from a practicality standpoint i agree with you the problem with taking that idea from paper is once you apply it to real people opinions start mattering again in the trans community i've had this discussion quite a few times there's only one there's one of three ways that people see it they see it as yeah okay that's the best way to include us and we have to be practical they see it as, oh, no, you're saying that we're lesser than people, and that's what they would say when you compare it to the Special Olympics, even right. though that's not the point. Right. 
They'd say, oh, you're, you're saying we're lesser than the other two categories, so therefore we have to have our own. Or they're saying, no, I want my gender to be respected completely, so I need to be in the same category. And unfortunately, none of those arguments are completely right, but none of those arguments respect reality either. Even though I said that all of them do come with their own set of problems, too, because like that last one where you're saying we want our gender to be respected as its own. I feel like when you say that, then you also have to accept what comes along with that. Right. It's kind of like the argument with men getting paid more than women and stuff like that. Okay, that's fine if you want everything the same, but then you have to accept everything else that comes along with it yeah. in order to do that. Unfortunately, that is the hostile uh, aspect of equality. Right. Is that if you want to be equal, you mean equal. What a lot of people want, they don't want actual equality. What they want is equity. They want the same level of representation. They don't want to be treated as literally the same. Yeah, they want the good parts out of it. Right. But see, like, Equity itself is a good thing. It's like we don't want to supply everybody that's trying to watch the game with the same height of seats because shorter people or taller people will be affected disproportionately. What you want is to provide people with seating that protects you regardless of what height you are. Yeah, and, and that's, gives that's everybody kind of a, the same vision. Exactly. The, the goal is the thing that is supposed to be equal, not the means to get there. So, like, you can't say, okay, everybody wants to protect their home. We're going to hand everybody exactly the same pistol. That doesn't work. You hand people the equipment that they need. And that's kind of what we have to treat gender as is we don't – gender equality to the most maximum degree is actually terrible for society and for the people that want that equality. Right. We want gender equity. You know, close the wage gap by letting women make the same as men and treating women like they're not somehow less qualified than men, but also respect the fact that women have different physiological needs and don't just say, Oh, you're a woman, you know, no tampons for you. <laughs> right. Guys don't need them. So you don't need them. Right. I mean, it's, it's not a buffet. You can't pick and choose what Which you, parts want. you want. Yeah. You either equal take it all equal. or you don't get any of it is the way I see that. But yeah, it, um, one of the best examples Funny enough, I got this from the person I dated that was trans. They used to say transgender equality means if I identify as a man, I'm treated as a man. It doesn't mean I get to say, I'm a man, pay me the same. Don't hit me. I'm a girl. Right, right, right. (laughs) You know, you get the whole aspect of your gender. Okay, you're going to get put into male only classes. You're going to get put into male health categories. You can only use the men's bathroom. And I think a majority of trans people aren't actually against that idea. It's just that society doesn't expect them to want that idea and society doesn't think that they'll respect that and they'll they'll always expect there to be like discrepancies. But, you know, with gay rights, okay, gay rights is a great example for this. Nobody who wanted rights for gays wanted us to be treated special. We didn't want to be like some new special tax exempt category. We just wanted to be able to get married like everybody else. But if gay people were running around saying, hey, let us get married and also give us extra special tax breaks because we're gay, people would see a problem with that. And again, no matter I guess no matter what you try to do, people there, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like whatever way it went. So unfortunately, as, as I we said earlier that. in this conversation, once you take it off of paper and put it in real life, opinions start getting factored in and nobody's ever going to agree on everything. I will say this about gay people. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be something horrible. Yeah. That, but, that sounds like the straight version of I'm not racist. But. Yeah, yeah. But I will say the gay community is able to get shit listened to seems like way faster than anybody else. Yeah, I think organizing is is definitely the key to that. Apparently, because even if you go back to the whole rainbow thing, 
that's fucking amazing to me how gay people was like, you know what? That's <laughs> we, ours. We <laughs> want that. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. And it's yeah. still like that. And and now it's to the point where Christian mothers are like, we don't talk about the rainbow anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there's a couple other groups that might need to uh, take cues from that and be able to put things together and actually get them listened to. It's, it's always amazing to me that gay people were able to organize the way they did and get all this shit done. And no other community, like black people, Hispanics, none of those other communities were like, yeah, let's do it that way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like, like, the, the leadership in the LGBT community basically goes, we don't give a fuck if we agree on everything. We're, it's us versus them. Fix it. Right. If all the other minority groups did the same thing, you'd see a lot more results. But also the enforcement of that's not equal, okay? For example, it's weird to get back onto the topic of race, but it's so easy to compare race with sexuality right. in America anyway. You know, you can't just say, okay, do everything that the gay people did because gay people didn't, in recent history, it used to be like this, they didn't deal with every single time we organized, every cop in the fucking city came there. But you do get that when you do black pride parades and, and black peace marches. Right. Every cop in the fucking city knows and they're there and they're intimidating people and they're looking for an excuse to start a fight. Whereas they really couldn't get away with doing that to gay people since the 80s ended. That's crazy. Just like I said, the fact that no other minority at all put together, hey, wait a minute. They did this and they got it done quickly and got people to listen. This is what we should be doing. So. Right. Ironically, the group, the only groups that I ever see copy that, it's just not very successful, are the hate groups. Oh, true. You know, those are the guys that go, we're all on the same team. We'll unite. But, the, the, you know, it's easier to unite stupid people under the same cause. Yeah, that's, that's a whole different category. Stupid people should be a whole separate country, I believe. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying, like, execute the stupid, but if we just stop taking I mean, the time to put warning labels on shit, I'm pretty sure the problem would sort itself out. I heard a comedian say, take do not eat off the back of paint cans. The ones that are going to eat it, we didn't need them anyway. Yeah, but the <laughs> problem with that is the reason they had to put it on there is because some dumbass did it. <laughs> well, if somebody wants to fucking shit blue until they die, it's not my problem. They ate the paint. I mean, we didn't actually, take Tide Pods away from people, did ha we? Having said that, if you look at most products, it's got some kind of warning. And my thought is the reason they had to put that warning on there somebody is because did it. somebody did it. Yeah, but like... Is just, there is there a certain limit where we can just say okay that's too stupid and not put like I think it should be but apparently it's not it's 2021 and we still put warning labels on everything Well you shouldn't have to go to like a soldering iron and put do not assist in childbirth with this soldering iron I on mean, there but I I'm a firm believer that if you see a warning label on something whatever that warning label says that warning label is in place because some dumbass did that specific thing and now they have to warn people not to do it because of that one person. Interesting thing, though, uh, there's this big myth that corporations like to spread around, which is that, like, America is full of a frivolous lawsuit problem. And, and while every once in a while a stupid person will sue over something stupid, most of the time that's just a smear campaign to keep that person from getting money. Like, we, sure. we've all heard the McDonald's coffee story. Yeah, yeah. Most people are like, oh, okay, this dumb lady spilled coffee on herself and didn't realize it was hot. That sucks. When it was actually McDonald's served their coffee 40 degrees hotter than the safe limit. <laughs> and this person got third degree burns on their thighs and their groin. That's too hot. <laughs> like I said, it's still pretty funny, though. Even like like a microwave. Right. I don't know if for what. And I don't know why I know this either. But on the microwave, it says do not stare directly into it when it's operating. <laughs> and to me, that means somebody somewhere 
stared into that motherfucker. Like when they first came out, microwaves were huge and you could feel energy coming off of them. Somebody stood there and stared at it while it was running. Cut their goddamn eyeballs. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why there's pacemaker warnings on microwaves. It's not because of new microwaves. Yeah, somebody stood next to a microwave with a pacemaker. Was like, I had a you know what? Heart attack. I don't feel right. And then it dinged, and it was like, uh, I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> microwave. This microwave on the TV. <laughs> but yeah, so what is um, or I should say, does the gay community? How do they feel about some of the other things that were going on? Uh, let's talk about what the gay community feels about like legalizing marijuana fans in Virginia. Right. Because everybody, I mean, we at the end of that, everybody else is like, Hey, this is a way for us to make money. So, well, it looks like our state's on the way to it, but you never know. We're, we're on the way, but they're dragging their feet about doing it. Well, it's the Bible belt, man. That's what happens. Yeah. yeah. It definitely is that. And I don't smoke weed anymore, but I mean, if it was federally legalized, I would. Oh, yeah, a lot, a, a lot of people that did will definitely start if it gets legalized completely. I mean, that shit worked wonders for my depression and anxiety. Like, Yeah, unfortunately, it worked wonders for my appetite. So, Well, it did, <laughs> it did do that. I had the advantage of being in sports at the time, so I worked it off. Yeah, but I, I maybe was, now I wouldn't be so good <laughs> off. I was sans sports at the time, so, yeah, it, it yeah. I uh, want them to, though, because... I mean, it helps a lot of people. Well, and if you look at other states and the way they're used... Because the other states are taxing the shit out of it. But it's bringing in a lot of revenue. Yeah, I mean, like, there there are some states that within a year were able to pay off their entire portion of the of the debt. Right, right. In a year. Like, imagine where we would be tax... Suddenly, free health care doesn't look so bad when you're making that much tax revenue on weed. Well, I... Free healthcare should be a thing anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we got to spend more money than the next five countries combined on military budget to stand around and not use it half the time. Well, and even more reason to do something like legalized weed is going to bring a shitload of revenue in. But, I mean, you can't complain that you don't have money if you have a way to get said money sitting in front of you and you just won't budge on it because of your pride or because of your religious beliefs or whatever the excuse is is being used now for Virginia anyway. You know, it's weird to me, too, because I've never been able to understand how shit like extreme sports or drinking and smoking are all legal. But then when it comes to marijuana, it's like, we got to protect you from yourself. What state is it that they legalize fucking everything? They legal- I don't remember what state it was, but I remember that it happened. But yeah, they legalized everything. That's just like fucking do what you want as long as we're getting paid. But well, I mean, it apparently can- is not causing that much of an issue. Well, see, the thing is, most of the complications, especially the fatal ones that we see from things like even the extremes like heroin and cocaine. Th- there was a point in time where nobody really gave a shit if you did that. But it was like, OK, well, if you fuck yourself up, you got medical bills to pay. That's your problem, not mine. Well, and that would have been the 80s for the most part. I mean, cocaine, cocaine was, was the working more. man's drug for a long time. Well, and cocaine built Las Vegas, so, I mean... You yeah, know. literally. <laughs> yeah. Not just the money, but the workers. Yeah. You it, know, cocaine, it's weird, too, because almost every major drug that we hear these boogeyman stories about have some kind of proven health benefit. Yeah. Like, if you excessively use cocaine, yeah, you're going to give yourself heart problems. But using it in moderation... Has been known to help a lot of things like blood flow and uh, energy levels and depression. Even today, there's still medical grade cocaine that some people do get prescribed. I mean, there's medical uh, grade may- heroin. Maybe not in the way that it people used- think of cocaine, but 
Yeah, but it's I, there. I, I don't think your doctor is going to lay an eight ball down. <laughs> like, look, cut this up. Only snip it at this time and this time. <laughs> but it's still being used. And right. weed is the same way. Weed has multiple benefits. Weed's probably the most beneficial herb we've ever discovered. I mean, it's there's a reason why there was a good 4,000 years where every culture was like, yeah, use the shit out of it. Yeah. Even the Romans were like... Did cannabis spa baths? Are you are you kidding me? Go into a sauna with weed on the fire? <laughs> that sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> actually, actually, that 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 does sound kind of. <laughs> but cycling back to the topic, uh, yeah, most almost within reason because there's always some idiot that disagrees. Basically, the entire gay community is for legalizing weed. I mean, most things that require a liberal standpoint, you'll find. The gay community agrees with you. You have your outliers in every group, just like there were gay people dumb enough to vote for Trump, a motherfucker that said you shouldn't be allowed to exist. There was an entire political campaign called Gays for Trump, and all two hundred of them existed. <laughs> you know, you'd see four or five of them together at most at a time. Yeah, but aside from the random outliers of stupidity you get in every group, the LGBT community is very weed positive. A lot of them use it for health benefits or to treat depression and anxiety. Anxiety is hugely common in the gay community for what I believe are obvious reasons. I mean, I was, I was going to say, I, I don't think anybody would deny that there's probably a lot of issues like that in that community. Yeah, mental health is a big thing. What else do you expect when you spend a, an entire lifetime where half the world tells you you're going to hell or you shouldn't exist? Like it's It's got to suck to be born one way, but spend your whole life knowing that you should be another way that's got to suck for yeah. sure yeah I'm, uh, I'm i'm glad that i never had to go through anything like trans people do because i can't imagine looking into a mirror and going i'm in the wrong fucking body like that's that's got to suck regardless of what your person yeah that's, that's definitely got to suck i mean i'm sure there's other people that that it's not an issue where they want to be one gender and they were born another but i'm, I'm sure it's other people that even small things like you know uh I was born my I was born and my family didn't have money and I want money even yeah. stuff like that. Well, Any circumstance of birth that you can't control just sucks. Yeah, and that definitely changes things for a lot of people. So anxiety can be huge with a lot of different. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to not have to directly experience a lot of things. I was born into a depending on what time you look at our income, a middle class to upper middle class family. I'm a white dude in America in the South, and even though I am bisexual i don't seem gay nobody ever believes that i'm gay until i'm like well you know i'm fucking that guy over there <laughs> and then later on it was easier to go hey you know i'm married to a dude i mean you you experienced it with me at work every single person that i came out to was like really and, and so when you when you're straight passing as people in the group call it or you, you you're a stealth gay you don't you don't have <laughs> as many problems <laughs> <laughs> fucking stealth gay I, I didn't have to be in the closet because nobody would know unless I told him. But there's other people that... Stealth gay just sounds like you got a cape under your t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, hey, whatever gets the job done for you. But anyway, oh, that's that's hilarious. I'm sorry. No, it's fucking hilarious. I've been saying it for years and it always gets a laugh. But on, on to a different subject. Do you... You still do gaming and stuff, right? Yeah. I just put a Y in there now. What? Gaming. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So this past episode, I had our friend Shane on who games constant. Is the type of gaming that you do the same type of gaming that he does? Well, he he's kind of a plays everything kind of guy, and I'm the same way. I do spend a lot more time playing, you know, adventure style role playing games than he does. He spends more of his time playing like Call of Duty or like Assassin's Creed. Right. Whereas I spend a lot of my time playing Fallout. 
Skyrim, like Elder Scrolls, you know, Zelda-ish stuff, gotcha, adventure gotcha. stuff, which he still plays, but not as regularly as I do. And, and I still play shooters like he does, just not as much as he does. I wish I had the time to do that, but I don't. So I'd love to get you into a fucking game with all of us, have you in the group chat. I, the highlights would be amazing. I even tried, I know at one point. You had an Xbox for a while there. Yeah, I had one for a while. I just couldn't find enough time to play. Like, I would find an hour to like a week to play. And then eventually I was just like, you know what? This ain't working. <laughs> well, you got a full-time job, kids, a family life in general, really. Yeah. You have a little bit of a social life and you have projects you work on. Where the fuck is gaming supposed to fit into that? I mean, I'm always trying to find somewhere to fit something extra in that I want to do. But unfortunately, that means I have to pay less attention to something else in order to do it. So, Well, me, like, me and our buddy Adam actually talked about that for a long time. It basically boils down to the fact that life has, like, time slots. And you've got one big one that's work and one big one that's, like, maintenance, sleeping, showering, eating. And you got to take the rest of the time you have, the six to eight hours you have, and chop it up between all your obligations. And then the scraps that are left behind are the things you get to spend your fun yeah. time on. Like, here's and unfortunately, 30. you just don't have enough slots to do all the things you like to do. It's it's like my woodworking and stuff. I, I That's been on hold for a little while. When I started this podcast... I realized how much time it took away from other stuff I was doing. And then, like you said, there's some stuff that I can't take time away from. Um, my kids and stuff, I can't take time away from. Well, not can't. I won't take time away from them. Right. Um, you can't for personal reasons. It's a won't technically. Yeah. And and unfortunately, I haven't hit the lottery yet. So I have to leave time for that work. Look like so. chocolate. It looks like fucking chili. <laughs> Chili fountain. In, in case y'all wondering, in the background on the TV, we were watching these fail videos, and uh, one of them had a chocolate fountain, but it definitely wasn't chocolate coming out of it. That shit was the grainiest chocolate I've ever seen. That looks a lot like a child's diaper is what that looked like. It wasn't green enough, but yeah. So what else has been going on with you, man? Well, kind of like you, I've been trying to take time to work on personal projects because I, I really want to use my work money to transition into having some kind of profession level hobby so I don't have to stay there until I'm 60. Yeah, you don't want to be one of those people. Yeah, no. You know the people we're talking about when they should have retired 20 years ago and now they just look like they came with the building and they're going to be there until either the building disappears or they disappear one of the two. I don't know that there's anywhere I would want to work to the point where I'm barely there physically. Yeah, I mean, if you're practically at the point of using a walker to come into work every day, it's enough. Yeah, it was enough before you got the walker. But these people do stupid shit like buying a new car when they should be retiring in five years or not finishing paying off their house and putting it off till next year. <laughs> okay, when I when I start paying for a house, I'm going to drop triple and quadruple payments on that motherfucker until it's gone. I don't want to deal with, you know, waiting 15 to 20 years to pay off my house and going, oh, I can't retire until I'm done. No. Well, and then unfortunately, you got people that are paying student loans. The uh, The thing that they went to school for has nothing to do with their job, so they're not using it. Yeah, I'm so glad that when I did my schooling, it was all dual enrolled shit when I was still in high school. So I had the benefits of my parents being able to afford it. Because if I had student loans now, I don't even know what I would do financially. I know some people that have been, because of the way the interest works, they've been paying the same $3,000 for the last six years. They ain't even touching the principal. What do you think, what's your thoughts on um, the idea of deleting everybody's student loan? Do it. See, I, I don't agree. 
And that's going to sound weird because I don't fucking have any. Oh, yeah. But the reason I disagree is because that's kind of a let off. Like, you did it. Now you got to be responsible for it. I think the only reason why I'm so – well, I've got a lot of reasons, which we should definitely talk about, actually. But my main reason for being okay with it is that our loan system for student loans is so criminally out of whack. Like, it's so much more than it ever should have been. Well, shit, every loan is like that. (laughs) Yeah, but student loans are way more predatory than normal. Hey, you, random person that just got out of high school, we've told you your entire life that the only way for you to have a successful life that won't put you in the gutter is to go to college. Pay us a loan with hundreds of percent interest on it that you'll never pay off for the rest of your life so you can go there. And then not get the job you think you want anyway. Yeah. And then your degree or whatever you got is just sitting there not being used. Even if it's a good one. Like there are people with excellent degrees that go, well, can't fucking find a job there. See, I think what the balance with the student loan thing would be is I think I think there should be more ways to resolve a student loan. But I don't think it's a good idea to just pay everybody's student loan off because, I mean, first of all, why wouldn't you just pay everybody houses off before you did that? But – like the fact that if you file bankruptcy, it doesn't resolve your student loan. Yeah, that's insane. Now, I think that if you come to the point where you're filing bankruptcy, you're saying, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I do think the student loan should be included. In I mean, bankruptcy gets you out of literally everything else. Why not student loans? Right. And they did and that on purpose. That's a mostly purpose. recent development, too. Like They did that on purpose. Yeah. It's like, we're going to make sure that you give us our money back for this. But- I think you should be able to resolve it at least that way. I just don't think it's a good idea to just pay everybody's student loan off because then you got people that don't have student loans that still have debt for shit that they need to pay off houses, cars, and so on and so forth. So it's like, well, why not us instead of them? Right. So my my perspective a lot of times, though, is, you know, the why not us, it gets broken down into a logical argument called whataboutism. sometimes, Sometimes it's practical. Sometimes it does matter. But for the student loans thing, I have the mentality of handle one problem at a time. And that's one that's easily identifiable. You can look at student loans and go, it's an unfair system. We know they're charging too much by a huge margin. Yeah. It hasn't increased by any kind of sensible amount like regular inflation or anything. You know, you 20 years ago, you could go to college with a minimum wage job, pay it off completely and have spending money left over. Right. Now, I, I know people who are like surgeons. In fact, actually, someone related to me is a surgeon. That motherfucker makes 10 times the money I do. He's still got student loans. That's fucking crazy. So when we're we're at that point, I think the easiest thing to do is just go wipe the slate clean and either fix what student loans are supposed to be or just make college socialized the same way healthcare should be. Sure. Because I, I believe firmly that schooling should be treated as a right just as much as healthcare is. You know, we as a society can afford it. Why not give people the best advantages at living a good life that we can? Right, right. And if we're going to say, well, everyone's health matters enough that we should pay for that, then why not say everyone's education matters enough? Let's fix that, too. Because there's a huge correlation between education level and quality of life. With education, I think the only way to get a higher education shouldn't be the amount of money that you have. Uh, I don't think that's fair for a lot of people. Because at that point, it's a class symbol and not actually right. any kind of show of education. And I'm be honest with you. The reason that I decided not to go to college was because I had fucking bills to pay. Well, I mean, and that's why I didn't keep going to do college stuff after I graduated high school. I had a job lined up that was going to pay me damn near $20 an hour. Why bother going to college for six years to get less? Yeah, and then knowing 
at the time, even at that time, knowing that that college education is going to come with a huge debt and there's no guarantee that that college education is going to further me any more than what I was already doing. That was part of the reason. So what I'm saying there is if there was an option where I could get a higher education without the first thing that came out of it was to be a large debt that was going to hang over me for probably most of my life, just like the other people, that became a huge part of the decision. Right. Because and it would not have been choose... part of the decision if you didn't have to deal with that. Right. If I didn't have to deal with that or it was a a way that was a little bit more financially fair, yeah. then I would have went that way. And we do it with housing, like there's Section 8 housing and stuff like that. Exactly. For people that can't afford the higher costs, I think education should be another one of those things where those same type of options are there. Now, maybe you're not going to school to be a doctor or something like that on those systems, but you know, for other things, for management and stuff like that, there should be an option where you know people that don't have the financial means to pay those giant loans off can still get that higher education. Well, I think the the best acceptable middle ground, but the fact that I want to make these changes is one of the reasons why I want there to be student debt wiped is because people are going to go, well, you change the system and all these guys have this now. Why don't we? If we want to do a fair middle ground, I would say take everyone's student loans, remove the interest off of it and just say, here's the principle. You only have to pay this from here on out. It won't. Yeah, keep that, see, that would actually work. That would. Yeah. That would be fair to everybody involved. Exactly. I, I don't Just think wipe wiping the them completely, I don't think it would improve anything. Well, you know yes, how people you are with work. money. People will immediately go, oh, I have 400 extra dollars a month to right. spend. And they'll fuck off with it. But they'll yeah, go, I, go out to eat $400 more a month. <laughs> I like the idea of taking the interest off and being like, hey, you just have this principal to pay. And blocking the interest from now on. Right. No more interest going forward either. And adjusting the payments where people can actually fucking afford to make them. And, and while we're at it, since we're talking about acceptable middle grounds, you mentioned certain things maybe require special schooling. The only way to make the system fair, in my opinion, is to take the elitism out of going to special schools. Like, you know, a degree from Yale should equal the same exact degree from another college that also has its accreditation. Right, absolutely. Because you still finished the program, you have the knowledge. Right. You shouldn't get extra bonus points because you went to the rich school. So make it to where private colleges like that, you know, the luxury of living there, the nicer housing, the on-campus food, that's what you're paying for when you go to special school. Make the degrees equal. Maybe even take it to where the school you got your degree from is anonymous. It's just there's a whole government system that certifies your degree is correct, but yeah. it doesn't say where it's from. That would definitely make a difference. Because and then just make just make uh, community colleges completely free all, all the way around other than dorms. Make it to where the dorms is some kind of adjusted rent and say that you still have to go to specialty schools for things like being a trade mechanic or being a surgeon. But for every regular degree, even up to and including computer science, just make that community college. Right. That way everybody has one free option, and if they want to choose to spend the extra on luxury, that's their problem. Exactly. I See, I definitely agree with that, and I don't see why it's – I don't understand why it's so hard to make those changes because – Well, the honest answer is because the rich people don't want to lose any money. Well, yeah, that's true too. But like you said, when you make it an option – if you want to pay that extra money to have those luxuries and to say you went to that school, you can. But knowing that your degree that you get is going to be the same no matter where you get it from will it change a lot of that anyway. incentive that's not supposed to be there anyways. No, if it's an extreme specialty. Um, yeah, like Yale might have the best medical program in the world. Right. Okay. 
put a little certificate thing on there that yeah, you did the specialty program. Yeah, if you want to take that program. and you want to pay for that, then you go there and get that specialty. But for everybody else... Just make it a separate certificate that's not part of your regular degree. Yeah, that that's still not going to matter. <laughs> it's still not going to matter where you got it from. If more workplaces encouraged growth the way that they used to, it would probably not be a big deal. Like, a lot of workplaces used to say, if you're a college graduate, then regardless of what your degree is, we'll give you a $2 an hour raise. Oh, yeah, if I've shit worked like in that places happened, like that. It will be better. But now workplaces barely try to push their employees to go further forward anyway. Well, a lot of places have started using the disposable worker mentality anyway. This is a random store that I've known someone that worked at. If you quit at Ollie's, they tell employees all the time, we don't give a shit if you quit. We can go out on the street and go, who wants a $10 an hour job? Right, right. And they'll find somebody in a week. If caring about your employees and long-term benefits and things to incentivize people to stay and grow were more common, it would change things. But the economy is so bad and everyone needs a job and the systems just keep getting better at squeezing money out of us. Well, the unfortunate part of that is the old saying, you also get what you pay for. So when you push that person out that's been working for years because you won't let them grow and you bring that, that person in off the street – the quality of work you get is going to change too, but you're still paying out the same amount of money. Oh yeah. If we worked where we do with the amount of shit that we put up with, if we got paid even like three or $4 less and had slightly less benefits, I wouldn't still be there. Right. Cause you're just going to go where there's more money at. Right. And then if you the already people, hate your job. You're going to, you're going to go to the job that you can hate and get paid the most. Right. And the people they replace you with, they already don't have incentive to work harder than you did. Right. And then eventually, with the way things is going, when they figure out, okay, this is how I'm being treated. I don't have a lot of room to move forward, to move up. Then they're going to look for something else, too. So you're just going to keep turning over. And eventually, you're, you're, the product that you're turning out or the service that you're turning out will decrease. Yeah, it's going to diminish in quality for sure. I mean, every person that I've ever met ha- has at least one horror story with a place like Walmart or some store that they go oh, yeah. to. They've got some horror story of the horrible treatment or the bad service or the bad quality product they got from there. That shit would happen less if you treated your employees like people and paid them like their time mattered. I I also don't understand why uh, management in certain companies, I won't say any (laughs) companies' names, I'll just say certain companies. Yeah, management is a huge problem, especially with what management is able to get away with versus what they expect out of the people that work under them. Yeah. Eventually, you have to correct that instead of saying, why are we losing money? Why are we losing good people? Definitely need to look at that and be like, all right, this is where all these problems are happening. Let's see where it's stemming from. And a lot of the times it stems from the person or people that are managing those people that's doing that work. Poor management equals poor productivity. Yeah. So if I'm working under somebody that I like, I'm going to be more productive. I'm a happier person. But if I'm working under somebody I don't like, you're getting less than the bare minimum out of me. Yeah, I mean, me and a, a certain coworker of ours have often discussed the idea of a penalty box, which is that basically if management does something to piss us off, you know, outside of like being fair to do. Right. Then we immediately crank down our productivity to the lowest level it gets to and it stays there until either the shift ends or they fix it. Yeah, I mean, do it multiple shifts in a row, it just sticks around. That's a natural thing for most people, though. It, not even just at work. Just you know, if you 
If you treat somebody bad, you're going to get less out of. Yeah, he, it's it's the whole parent versus kid thing. Like, I was going to clean my room until you bitched at me about it. Right. And now I'm not cleaning my room anymore. And unfortunately, these are grown people that you're talking about, so they should fucking know better. But Especially since with where we work, they are required to go through the jobs that we have before they get to. Yeah. So you'd think they would remember how that made them feel and the kind of shit that they did as revenge. Problem is, some of them wasn't good at the job when they was doing it in the first place. I can think of a couple of those. Yeah, there's a lot of where them. Where we work, they mostly promote those kind of people to get them the fuck out of the way. Oh, yeah. You don't work that much, you complain a lot. Here, let's put you in management over a bunch of other people that actually do. Yeah, then they go, Robber, Robber, go do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody do something. Well, there, there's a clear statement that explains them people for me is fuck them. That's, that's yeah. how I feel about it. Fuck them. That's how I feel, too. But anyway, Charlie, we we went on for a while here. We're going to wrap this up. Look, I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate you explaining some of this stuff about the the gay community and what some of this stuff means. Because, like I said, as I promised to some of my other listeners that had these type questions, if I don't know how to answer it, then I will try my best to have somebody on here that has way more insight with it than I do. So that's what I attempted to do here. And hopefully some of that stuff answered uh, some of those questions or at least push people in the right direction to do what it is they was trying to do as as far as their situation is concerned. So I definitely appreciate it. Well, I will say while we're wrapping up, the of all the things we've talked about today, the one that I want to stop and break down since we got way away from it, people ask about, you know, when should I come out? How should I come out? Right. This is hugely important for people to realize. Don't take any advice you hear on that strictly from anybody because everyone's coming out is different. I didn't come out to my parents even after it came out to my friends because I was terrified that it'll be a problem. My dad was kind of like casually homophobic. Like he didn't mean anything by it, but he definitely wasn't gay friendly. Right. Until I came out and that was his wake up call when he changed a bunch of shit, which was awesome. But I was terrified up until that moment. Whereas for somebody else, their parents might be completely fine. You might not need to worry about anything at all, or it you know, it could affect your job situation depending on where you work. And on the other hand of things, maybe you have family that you can't come out to until you live out on your own. Regardless of how you come out to who and when, you have to factor all these things based on the life you're living and what you know about the people around you. And if you're not sure, that's a bad sign. Well, let me ask you this, because this might be helpful. Is there, for people that might be in that situation that are listening, is there places that or websites or whatever that people can go to get more information about those type of things and things that might be affecting them as far as uh, being gay or whatever the case is concerned? Well, unfortunately, uh, as, as we've learned, the government doesn't like it when minorities collaborate together on things. <laughs> So there's not a lot of professional websites. There, there are some out there I'm sure I can well, think of. Well, helpful is what I'll say. Right. So you won't find a lot of, like, organized professional stuff, but the, the best things you can do, first, look up your state worker laws. That's, that's one of the things I did because there are states where definitely they can just fire you for whatever they want to. Right. And there's no consequence for it. So you being gay could get you fired. So that's the first thing I would do is just look up your state laws and, like, what kind of protests and stuff happen in your state. And then, honestly... There's a ton of Facebook groups that are all great about supporting people. There's one that I would recommend called Have a Gay Day. They're great for talking about, you know, depression and suicidal tendencies relating to being gay. They're great about organizing events in local areas and giving people anonymous support. 
Uh, and then Reddit. Just go to Reddit. There's an entire subreddit about people giving advice on how to come out, who to come out to. And the great thing about Reddit is that you can make a throwaway account in five seconds. Nobody's got to know who you are unless you go out of your way to tell them who you are. Right. So that, that's my opinion is just look up your local laws and, like, how your local area treats gay people. And then just take to Facebook and Reddit and look for groups and you'll find them. All right. That's good enough for me. Hopefully, like I said, that's yeah, It worked for was, me, man. There you go. Hopefully that stuff was helpful for anybody that was listening that I has that so. particular situation. Again, Charlie, I appreciate you coming on. I'll definitely have you come on again because oh. there's a ton more stuff we can argue about oh, yeah. for sure. We can do this all day. <laughs> and everybody out there, y'all keep in mind, like I said before, keep the emails coming, afaicpod at gmail.com. And for me and Charlie, I'm out. I'll holler at you. See you. As far as I'm concerned, this shit is over. <laughs>